Hey everybody, it's Dave here and Jonas right over there. We are here to get this in the final two minutes final score show rolling. What a game so far. Defense hasn't seemed to uh, hold up its end as much as we'd like. The offense, however, is driving. and We should see how this goes. Right now there's 203 left. Second and 10, Vikings have the ball on their own 46-yard line, getting ready to snap. The ball snapped, Kirk Cousins drops, he's looking at his receivers, dumps off Going to up Dalvin runs. Cook in the flat, who gets back to the line of scrimmage. That takes us to the two-minute warning, and it's time to hit the roll-in. We're inside two minutes, win or lose. Join us on Climbing the Pockets. The final score. And we're back. What do you think so far, Jonas? I mean, you can't really fault the offense for this. Uh, They have played pretty well. They had like two ugly play calling sequences, but overall it it was pretty good. The defense, on the other hand, man, I mean, our expectations were low, but man. <laughs> but not this low. Uh, it is It's frustrating. The Vikings have the ball. They have a chance to drive down and score. Seven ties the game. If they can do that. Now, if they do score, would you kick the extra point or go for Two and the win. I mean, I would, I would try to keep it in the hands of the offense. I mean, at least we are not going to. We wouldn't see an overtime where the uh, where the defense just gets beaten for a touchdown and then the offense doesn't see the field because of the new overtime rules. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see any responsibility on this defense so if they have the chance to ice the game with the offense i wouldn't be against that Mm -hmm. clifford i agree with you there was a couple of those drives that weren't turned out as well as we'd hope and you mentioned them where koc got cute with that uh razzle dazzle and then uh where irv dropped that first pass no it's third and eight Mm-hmm. And Clifford, yeah, we're going to address Donatel. Obviously, there's been a whole lot of since the very early of this game to have him fired by halftime. Kirk drops back. He launches it deep. Oh, and it Osborne is dropped it. by Osborne. Fourth and eight. <laughs> Obviously, this is a go situation. The Vikings yeah, much conti- must continue. It's ball game. It was good defense. Yeah, I think he still should come up with this. If he if he attacks the ball more, he either gets held, which draws pass interference, or he gets the football. And yeah, it was a bit too passive for me, but still good defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season on the line on this. I agree, Brady. And drop back. 
Throws to the right to Hawkinson. He you does not have the difference. You've got to be kidding me. Threw what kind short of decision is that? Three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. They turn the ball over on downs. Yeah, ball game. Well, that's it. Minute that's 44 left. Yeah, that's victory formation. Vikings is don't it? have timeouts. Well, we don't have any timeouts. Vikings left. don't have any timeouts left, so it's victory formation. Oh, brother. Nobody wanted to see this today. Nobody wanted a loss. But, I, man, I the thing is, as well as Kirk Cousins played, that's the one throw he just can't, can't make. make. You, you don't throw it. A check down when you need so, it yeah. that much. That's... Yeah. Uh, that... That pisses me off so much because uh, he's played so well today. He st- he did everything he could to keep this team alive. But, man, this decision just bothers me. Uh-huh. But it's, yeah, I basically called it on Twitter. The one-score game, luck ran out today. Uh-huh. And the season ends in typical Vikings fashion. Mm-hmm. Yes. They made it to the playoffs and they were one and done. Ah, so, so frustrating. Ah, oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, people. Everybody in crazy, the chat. To be honest, man. Um, hey, Flips joined us. Woohoo! Let's move to a three person screen. Bango, bango, bango. And I gotta bring everybody back in, which is nothing wrong with that. All right, everybody in the chat, start telling us how you feel about how the season ended because it obviously did. Season over. Yeah. Thank y'all for coming. I hope y'all enjoy the chili. Why are you in the dark? Sorry, sorry, Jordan, for your losses. You may have to, you may have to mute me, Dave. Not, why? I'm not too happy right now. Yeah, but why are you in the dark? We uh, we got a lot of people watching this game. This loss, an awful loss to the mm-hmm. New York Giants, where the defense did nothing all game. Having trouble to think of a good defensive play. Offense simply was not dynamic enough. Bad, bad run game. Bad run game. Did not have answers outside of Justin Jefferson early. And you can't do that. You can't do that in the playoff game. Pathetic performance. And you know what? I'm a little happy they lost because you can't win in the next round playing like this anyways. This is not a Super Bowl team. We knew that coming into this game. They proved it today. Well, we were hoping they'd get lucky and put together a complete game. No, no, nobody's trying to get lucky, Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. There's plenty of people trying to get get lucky. We're not trying to get there by luck. There's a lot of people trying to blame the rest for this game. We're not going to do that. We're going to talk about Cam Bynum, his terrible performance. We're going to talk about how Eric Kendrick looks washed, 54 
take this captain's badge off his chest. He's not the same player he was. I saw Harrison Smith missing tackles. That's not what this is about. This is not about trying to luck your way to the next round. Okay, things need to change. Defensive coordinator needs to get fired. Let's let's make some actual plans after this loss. Let's have it teach us what is wrong with this team other than trying to be like, oh, okay, it was a fun game. We lost. No, F that. We're trying to win the first Super Bowl in franchise history, and you don't do that unless you're getting real about what this team is. This is what we knew they were. This is what we knew they were all season long, and they showed it today against a bad New York Giants team. We know the Giants are not going to win crap next week. We know they're not going to win crap. We didn't do it today. So take it personally, and let's get things right. Let's make some changes rather than saying, oh, we were 13-4, and four. come back with the same squad. That'll be unacceptable. Yeah. Well, there definitely one, needs to be changes, mate. The one thing that kind of worries me about this is it's obvious that the Vikings have to make serious changes uh, over the offseason because uh, there's a lot of a lot of holes that they need to fill and the thing is we know that with a lot of the changes they have to make they are going to regress it first and uh we are going to see that there are no short there are not many short-term answers to many of the problems uh because there are just too many holes for that and the thing that worries me is that the Vikings have given Quasi Adolf Mensa and I think O'Connell too just four years on their contract. So right now they have three years left. And uh, unless they do an extension this offseason, um, I have trouble believing. I'm, I'm just not sure if they have the guts to rip some things apart that need to be ripped apart um, instead of just looking for short-term answers because uh, with just three games, uh, with just three years left on their deals, uh, they might be pressed to still produce certain outcomes in the next couple of years that they might not get if they do the changes what they outcomes? have to do. What outcomes? What outcomes would they be pressed to get in the next three years? The th I think the Wolves th still have uh, that mindset that being competitive like this is enough for them. That's what they want. They don't want to get below that. They don't want to just uh, have like two or three seasons where you regress and. Uh, just take a step back. I think that's the problem. I think they are they are fine with seasons like this, and that's the problem. Okay, well th then we then we don't need to get rid of Eric Kendricks. We don't need to admit admit that Harrison Smith is past his prime. We don't need to admit that Daniel Hunter is overpaid. We don't need to admit that Kirk Cousins is going to check down on fourth and eight in a playoff game. That's absolutely ridiculous. If you don't want to do something, if you want to just roll with that, then Wills, tell me to stop cheering for this team. Because we are here for a purple Super Bowl. If they're okay with that, then fine. I don't have to be here every week doing this show with you. And a lot of our viewers won't be here either. If they're okay with that. That's unacceptable. 
the Wilfs, the Wilfs need to recognize that or they're going to lose half of their fan base. We're sick about cheering for home playoff losses. We're sick about going to the playoffs twice a decade. That's not what this is about. Why would we show up every Sunday to watch this team if we didn't expect greatness from them? Not just, oh, we had a fun season. I'm not here for fun. I'm here for greatness. Matthew O'Brien writes, uh, undefeated in one-score games, and until today, the one that mattered. Like, we just can't, we have to abandon the Wills. I'm sorry, I'll go after ownership if it comes down to that. (laughs) We can't be like, oh, okay. No, at the Wills, if they're going to be okay with this. They've got the money. It's all about making money money in this game. They got the money to do what? They got the money to make money off of me? They don't got the money to make off of me because I'm not going to be here unless they deliver me results. They're not going to make another cent off of my fanhood. Well, that may be the case, but they're the ones that own the team. And then the only way to get rid of them is to buy the team. I'm saying a a lot of fans will shut down on this franchise if you think that is the peak. If the Wilfs treat this as the peak if they don't try to improve and get rid of saggy, gross, smelly garbage on that defense after the season. If they don't do that, then a lot of fans will recognize that. The idea that that they can just keep this status quo, it's false. It's false. That very well may be the case that they do try to get rid of all that this offseason. We have yet to see. We don't know. But they went with this season, the idea of keep them. It's the same basic squad as last year. The only problem was the coach. So this year we could prove that it was just the coach and uh, or not. And Right. And that is why we expect them to continue to make changes like every legitimate fan should. Right. We expect and I fully them to continue expect to make changes. changes. Whether it be getting rid of Donatel, whether it be getting rid of some of the older players, especially when we have salary cap issues, that should be on the forefront coming up here in the near future. Those should be talks. Yes. It should and, be, and but so I'm, I, I'm just not why, sure. Why are you uh, not sure? Why are you not sure? Let me let me finish. They should do that. I'm abs- I'm absolutely certain about that. I'm not sure about if they will do it. That's the thing I'm not sure about. Not, not. I said, the, why are you not sure? Sh- why are you not sure if they will do it? Because I'm sure they will. Because I'm because I'm not sure if the wolves are actually uh, aren't actually fine with that. I think they want to have. Uh, they don't want to take a step back. That's been their philosophy the whole time since they have been here. They don't want to take a step back. They want quick results. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why they gave sh- uh, such short deals to O'Connell and uh, and Crazy Adolfo Mensa because that forces them to seek short-term answers and... Uh, that's what they want. And that's and so why what I, are you going to do? What are you going to do if they keep the same squad around? As a fan, what are you going to do? 
yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not for that. And I'm, I like what I'm as I'm supposed to do. I'm going to criticize it a lot and, uh, keep talking. I'm, I'm going to criticize it just as I did for a lot of, uh, for a long time. And, uh, but in the end I can't buy this team. So, As you can see and hear, in the Jason spot is Tyler, and he's tapping away because he's got <laughs> to get pieces out reporting on this game. What do you yeah. think, Tyler? Oh, there's an element of poetry to the fact that Kirk Cousins might have had his last snap for the Minnesota Vikings, and he threw it short of the sticks. There's, yeah. it, it, there's, there's just something about it. Um, look, the Vikings blew this game. Um, Daniel Jones... Um, listen, this is this game here is why I really, really wanted Brian Dayball as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings and why I was like begging for them to interview no, him. Stop, I, stop, stop. We are not going back that far. Come on. Just to try to prove some preseason points. Just to try to say hey, Brian Flip. Dayball should have coached this team. KOC did nothing wrong this game. KOC did nothing Flip. wrong. The defense did nothing. Hey, Flip, why, why don't you, you shut your damn mouth? Let, no, I'm not going to shut that damn mouth. This is my damn show, and I'm pissed, and I'm going to let people know about it and talk and not try to rehash preseason arguments. I was stop not it. even going to stop it. I, you just started coming in talking about, oh, Carrick Cousins throws towards a six, then transfer to, oh, we should have hired Brian Dable. What is that? Does that actually make sense to you? That is not why we lost this game. That is not Tyler. Talk about why we lost this game. We did not lose this game I, because Brian Dayball was not our head coach. No, we so didn't. Start over. Whatever, whatever you need to do, start over when you're talking about this game. No, I'm going to keep going with what I was saying because Dayball did a tremendous job in coaching this team. He he led Daniel Jones, who honestly Dayball is not a great nothing. quarterback. The Giants are going to get blown out next week. Dayball did nothing. Nothing. He literally used his quarterback scrambling ability. His play calls were not that creative. His offense generated consistent plays against a defense that did not show up at all. Dayball did nothing this game. This game was not about the New York Giants and how great they are. This game was about how bad the Vikings showed up. They did not show up to play. This is not about Brian Dayball. All right. That's I would disagree Dave. that they didn't show up to play. I might say the defense didn't show, but the offense did show up today. Yeah, the defense didn't show up. That's my entire point. They did not face well, a creative, dynamic offense that Brian Dayball put together. That's not what happened. What happened was Cam Bynum missing assignment, Eric Kendricks missing assignments, tons of missed tackles, lack of a QB spy on a quarterback who uses his legs. This was a complete defensive failure like we've seen all season long. And the Vikings need to make changes and not treat this like, oh, we just faced a dynamic offensive coordinator in Brian Dayball. No, that's not what Yeah, but Dayball knew to Dayball take advantage not. of that poor every, play. Every offense knew to take care advantage of that. All season long, we've seen people take care of that. This is not a Brian Dayball did something special. This is about us as a Vikings team and what we need to change. You know... I'm going to be honest, Flip. 
You're treating me like shit. You're being an asshole. You can give my opinions on the real furniture tomorrow night. I'm out. Peace. Well, that was interesting. Oh. Look, I know people don't agree with me a lot on this show. I've never asked for people to agree with me. I'm upset about how the Vikings play today. I feel like a lot of people are. And I want to see changes made based off of that. I don't want to see I don't want to see forgiveness or credit to the other team. I want us to look at ourselves in the eye and make changes. And if that comes out too passionate or too aggressive or mean to other people, fine. But this is the only time I get to spend with y'all. I appreciate y'all for spending this time with me. And I feel like I owe you my natural, unmitigated, genuine opinion after a loss. That's what the show is for. But I think we can all say, uh, like, you can't do both. You can say all the things that have been bad for the Vikings and have been uh, and should change. And that's absolutely true. And you can also give credit where credit's due. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to not only this game, but this season to Brian Dable. It's absolutely he has absolutely put together a very good season and a very good, also a very good game, in my opinion, uh, with a roster that just isn't very good. I mean, uh, the we would, might... my, my, my problem with that, my problem with that is we would be saying about that about any offensive coordinator that we face today. If we had played the Detroit Lions today, then we would say, let's give the Detroit Lions credit. If we had said, if we'd been playing the Seattle Seahawks, we'd be saying, let's give the Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator credit because this defense has not been able to stop anybody. Like, I am all about what the Giants have put together. If, if I thought that we were outmatched and outplayed in this game, I would say that. I don't think that's what we saw. I don't think that's what we saw. I think Did we see that? Do we do we feel like no, if we had played the defense a was outplayed? Week, do we think if we had played a different team this weekend, wild card weekend, playoff game at home, the defense would have played better? No, probably not. But no. Uh, no. even if the defense didn't play uh, didn't play better, there are definitely offenses worse than uh, what we saw today. And that's mainly because Brian Dable is a pretty good offensive uh, offensive play caller. And I think a lot of uh, the receivers running free is because of good designs. You don't have to have like those crazy creative calls uh, if you are consistently able to scheme guys open. And that's one of the best things that Brian Dable is able to do, even if he has a pretty bad receiving call. And... We saw that. We need to talk about the- something else because the the Giants have unequivocally been bad on offense the entire year. They've been 16th in EPA per play in their run game. They've been 28th, I think, in their pass game. They have not been a good offense, and trying to prop them up is just false. It's just not what we saw today. We did not play a dynamic, smart offense today. Oh, I just, they were, they called a smart game. Now, whether the talent is there to be a top five offense or not, that's not in question. 
It's whether did they make the right calls to defeat the Donatel defense. And that was an obvious yes, because they did. No, but every team calls the right plays to beat the Donatel defense. That's what I'm trying to say. And, that, and, and we're getting to the point where we all have the same conclusion. The problem is the Donatel defense. The yes, problem, the problem is, is the defense the in general. Defense. So let's talk about what needs to change there rather than giving Dayball credit. I mean, well, first, first of all, and I know we have been talking about this a lot, the problem is the defense overall. I think uh, saying the problem is just the Donatel defense, uh, again, uh, keeps things away from a lot of problems because then it's just basically the same thing that the Wolves were saying uh, the last that year. That it was Zimmer? It was, it was just the coaching. We don't, the roster is good enough. It was just the coaching. No, it's not. The personnel is garbage. Even if you had a good defensive play caller today, this defense still would have been carved up. Why? Because, especially on the back end, they, they don't have, uh, they don't have anything there. Uh, it's not, it's not only communication. It's, it's also, I think, the biggest thing I've noticed today in a lot of things, uh, in a lot of plays also, uh, it was they have uh, they have been losing, they have this battle physically and athletically. They don't have uh, they don't have an athletic uh, back end on this defense. It's on the second level, when you see Kendricks and Hicks trying to run with Titans and uh, running backs, which obviously has failed miserably today in a lot of cases, it's uh, like pretty much every time, uh, like every player who used to be athletic on this defense is old and the other guys are just, just aren't very good and uh, none of them are any... Uh, there are no athletes back there. There's no speed back there. They ha they are so slow on defense, and that just limits a lot of things that you can do schematically because you can't ask anybody to cover any substantial ground. And if you can't ask anybody to cover any ground, what are you supposed to do schematically? And Donatel, he didn't call a good game. Of course, I'm not going to dispute that. Um, but he even switched things up on the last few drives. He tried to blitz more. He tried to bring more pressure. It didn't get home, and they didn't. Uh, they weren't able to cover anybody on the back end. The results, no matter what he called, were the same because this personnel uh, isn't isn't able to uh, to get together a good NFL defense. It's just not going to happen no matter who the play caller is. I'm not going to argue against letting go Donatel. I think it's going to happen anyway after this game. I don't think he keeps that job after this. I've, I've heard, uh, Dougie, uh, talk about this this week and he said he basically said that uh he would need a very 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 good playoff run to uh, keep his job and that obviously didn't happen so i expect the change there but i hope that they 
don't just use him as this whole uh, scapegoat for everything and, gen and then just bring everybody back because it was the coaching again and the players are fine and they are going to do it when they just get uh, good coaching. No, the players aren't fine. They are either old or bad. Yeah, What? and, you know, I, I completely agree, Jonas. You like, it's, it's the horses. And, you know, if you listen to what I said at the start of this show, it was heavy criticism of specific players, not of Ed Donato, but of specific players on the defense that just need to be replaced. And, you know, like, I... Sure, we don't have to go through them one by one, but they do not have the horses, and it's both. And so if you try to fix one or the other, that's just not good enough. They need to fix both. They need to find a better defensive coordinator and also get some real talent on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, that has been impacted by injuries early on in the season, injuries that, you know, were – we've almost forgotten about because guys like Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth have been injured for so long, but that is a real, real thing going to the off season is you're looking for a huge talent upgrade on the defensive side of the ball, which is exciting to me. It's exciting to like bring in some youth, continue to bring in youth to the decent defensive side of the ball. I really just hope that they're not just sitting back saying, oh, we lost a close game to the Giants and we'll be back here next year. We've got to, got to go. We're so, it's such an opportunity to build on for how well this season went and all the success and confidence that we built in our young players. So let's take it to the next level and not just rest back and say making a playoff appearance was enough. Yeah, but do you think they're going to, Take it back. I don't. I think they've realized that no, players are I old. Think they're, they're I not, think you massive know. changes are going to happen. And it has to be on the defensive side. That's what's been neglected over the last few years. Now, granted, they drafted first-round corners for all those times, but you know they end up getting hurt and all sorts of things happen to them, and they never pan out. But that's where the focus needs to be is on the defensive side. The offensive side is pretty good. Your offensive line looks pretty well set for further growth. It's young. You have offensive talent in the backfield and then wide receivers. Uh, and then, well, and I should say in the backfield, you're looking at guys for next year. Uh, but you got your wide receivers pretty much well set. Uh, Adam Thielen looks to be migrating backwards, and he should be able to take a pay cut or be gone. But it's you have a good core on the offense. Now you've got to build that same core over on the defense, and they haven't done that yet. That is what we expect. It was sort of a surprise that coming into this season, they say, hey, we're going to you know, competitively re rebuild and run this all back from the previous year. They need to do further investing, heavy investing on that defensive side to bring it up to where it is as good as the offense. And that's we'll be looking at that going into you know the offseason when we start talking draft and all the other stuff. Um that's a given. They've got to do that. I don't think there's anybody that's calling for bring all these old guys back. You're going to have to make room somehow and cap and everything else. That's all I'm trying to say and like that's all I'm trying to say and I don't want any excuses about, oh, we went over after Brian Dayball 
we should have hired him or you know what the offense no like even if you don't blame this particular game on the defense if you look at the entire season the defense has been an issue and you know what I'm going to have to run and and spend the rest of the time with the friends and family I've invited over to watch this game with. They've been kind enough to let me hop on the show. I was called unprofessional on the show earlier today for how I treated Tyler. Let me be real with y'all right now. Tyler has his own show. For 17 games out of this year, most of them have been wins, and I have offered my pure unadulterated opinion and emotion during and after those wins on this show. I have never claimed to be a professional. I have always claimed to be a Vikings fan. If you're not here for emotional Vikings fan takes, then you're on the wrong show. And if you're going to come here and celebrate the wins with me, when I'm saying put W's in the chat, I know my fans are here watching me now. If you're if you're going to be here with me celebrating me when I celebrate wins and then come and hate at me when I'm pissed about the fact that we lost, then you need to reassess what you think you're looking for from the Flip Mozzie experience. So I never plan to be a professional. I always plan to tell it like the fans is. You look at the comments right now. The fans are angry. Mm-hmm. The fans are pissed. The fans know there need to be changes. Just because I have a voice, just because I'm saying what other people are typing, you're going to come at me and call me unprofessional. You need to reorganize what you think you're going to get from me. I'm sorry if it's too blunt. I'm sorry if it's too emotional. But yeah, we're pissed about that home playoff game, about a laydown to the New York Giants, about no effort from the defense. I I'm about to say, I know I wouldn't call it a laydown. I mean, they went out and tried, but it wasn't enough. It, you can't we, tell we me they laid coming. down. We knew, it, we knew it was coming. That's what I'm trying to say, Dave, is we knew it was coming. Nobody is surprised. That is no, the problem. That's, no. Nobody no, is surprised. Everybody knew coming into this week this was going to be a tough game. Yeah. Nobody so, called it easy. I love y'all. Jonas, thank you for joining us all season. Dave, my man, my producer, the guy who cuts me way too much slack, who I always try to be here for, you know I'm going to be back cheering for our team. Skull Vikings, I love y'all. Skull Flip. See ya. All right. Now it's just back to the two of us again there, Jonas. This is uh, obviously an emotional result i may have been around too long that i've seen too much of this crap and yes i do love this team as much as anybody but the team's been around what 62 seasons now how many super bowls have we won zero so i'm getting up there in age i want one before i die just like everybody else does We'd prefer to have multiples. I'd like to see a dynasty like in New England. And we understand Flip's passions. But there are ways to talk about this analytically. 
and go on from there. And the first part is digesting what happened today, in many cases, what didn't happen today, and we go from there. So, is there any more you want to say on today's game? Um, yeah, I think there's most of it has been said. I think there weren't many, uh, many answers schematically which could have prevented this. Um, there have been a couple of mistakes in offense that just shouldn't happen in critical situations. Uh, like, of course, this third and one call was bad. Like, I'm all in for creativity. I'm all in for uh, having some of those trick plays. But if you play on third down, relies on Kirk Cousins gaining yards after catch, it's probably not the greatest plan. Um, yeah, and the other sequence that I really disliked was the second to last drive where they had like a swing pass and then a screen on second and long. Like this was really, really bad in my opinion. Otherwise I'm, there's not much to complain about on the offense. Um, Michael wants me to get realistic about next year. Um, um, yeah, I think it's, Definitely not going to be as fun as it was uh, this year, unless they have like a Seahawks caliber uh, draft class. Because even if they let some of the veterans go, they don't have enough cap capital to uh, just make this uh, this roster turnover that has to happen uh, happen in one season. I think if they do it in a smart way they have a good chance to uh, build it in the next couple of off-seasons because the Vikings have a relatively late pick this year and the QB class isn't very good, so you are not going to get Kirk's successor this season, I think, unless you, uh, you trade him for a relatively high pick, but I don't see this happening. And What if you get him later like, in the draft? Uh, We're no, going to see a seventh rounder play in the game next week. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think this draft class is uh, even that is good? deep enough. Also, um, also, like Brock Purdy, of course, is a cool story. But let's not forget he had like four turnover worthy plays in the first half oh, of uh, yesterday's game. And I remember watching also, when Tom Brady came in at the beginning and he didn't look super star, but that is, it's possible. It's just highly, highly, highly unlikely. It's just, yeah, that that's the thing. You can't just rely on things that are that unlikely. I think they have to, uh, they have to play it in the way w which gives you the most likely uh, chance to succeed because Yes, it might not work. Even the best way can fail because if it would that if it would be that easy to plan, uh, everybody would do it the right. same way and be successful. Um, 
Def- what I think next year is we're not going to have results as good as we have had this year. Um, For sure. For sure. Because the defense is going to go into a quasi-rebuild. You're also yes. looking at the last season with Kirk Cousins. Uh, they've got to make a decision on Adam Thielen on what they're going to do. Obviously, his contract keeps him here, but hopefully they can uh, get his pay reduced. You can always use a better wide receiver, whether it be Naylor coming up, Osborne staying in that three role, however it's going to be. Those things can happen on the offense, but the defense, there is such a need across the board. We need linebackers. We need, um, yeah, we have Asamoah. There's one. We're going to need another one to fill in back there as possible starters. We're going to need depth. We need corners like nobody's business. Um, I'd love to move Duke Shelley to nickel if he's willing to play that, but he's been better on the outside, and for a little man, he's done great. But uh, safety. He's also a free agent. Yeah. Safety. Shelley's an unrestricted free agent. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes up next year. Freddie, you want two good tight ends? The only one I think that's on contract, well, there's two on contract next year that I think of off the top of my head, and that's Hawkinson and Munt. Because Irv is a free agent, and I would let Irv walk. I don't think his production has been anywhere near what everybody had hoped, and that's when he's healthy. So, uh, and i.e., prime examples that drop pass early in the game. There's there's a lot of things that have to come in to play to make this team a better and more sustainable type of team that goes from, you know, season to season to season and always competitive. The cheat code for that is a good young quarterback. We don't have that. Kirk's still under contract for one more year. Eventually, he's going to age out because normal quarterbacks do age out around 35. So abnormal ones go to 45, and that's extremely unusual. And you're seeing it with Aaron Rodgers not playing top stuff this year, and he's only 40. So it's there's things that are – take this roller coaster ride of this season and enjoy it because that's what it was. And just getting to the playoffs is more than most of us had predicted at the beginning of the season. I think um... – if they have a smart two-year plan, they can they can gain a lot because uh, this year's QB class is bad, but the next one looks stacked, especially if Stroud actually uh, does what is rumored and he actually goes back because then the next year's QB class is going to be absolutely stacked. And... Uh, that's where you have the opportunity because if you take a little step back this year, uh, even if you don't get like a top five pick, you can mm-hmm. you can get at least into the range where you can trade well, you uh, wanna, your way into that. And you want to uh, constantly be improving your position. You're not going to do it in one season, even with a fantastic yes. draft. You're not going to do it in one season. So you want to constantly be chipping away at needs that you need. And in the meantime, you have a focus on this is the point you want to get to, right? It's winning that Super Bowl. For everybody who does not know that, it's winning a Super Bowl. Now, you've got a picture. Quasi's got a picture in his head. Kevin O'Connell's got a picture in his head. I need such and such to make that happen. I am right here now 
what components of here can be carried over towards meeting that vision we have, and what do we need to replace? And what's the timeline for replacing those? There's some that we need to replace right away because they'll be a detriment. Others will go, well, they could be the last ones replaced because they're adequate enough or good enough at this point in their careers that they can carry us that far until we get to that final point and we can find their replacement. It's that big picture of how I want to progress. This is where the GM's looking three, four, five years out. And always you get that one weird injury or something. Somebody dies in a car accident, something, you know, that's unplanned for. But you've got to work towards that. We are in the process thereof. This was year one of the new system. With that, they have got to look seriously at themselves you know, after this game, now, tomorrow, suspect everybody will be the goodbye interviews and the tears going out as they're packing their stuff up, and we'll get some feel-good stories, and blah, 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 blah. But right after that is when all the tape needs to be starting to come in, the scouts that have been out chase, chasing football games across college and looking at players, they need to get their stuff in. And you shift gears. Uh, Clint, like you said, fire Ed. That is a very good possibility. I would not object to that one little bit. I think it should happen. But we don't know. Uh, Eagles or Dallas, I was not impressed with their victory over the Seahawks. Uh, Clifford, I thought they both slipped towards the end of the season. So, And I don't want either one of them to win, to tell you the truth. It's... Uh, We'll see. With that, I want to thank everybody that's joined us today. Flip got emotional. Obviously, Tyler, come on. That was a little rough on Tyler. Um, but Tyler does have his own show tomorrow. That is true. He was filling in because we had a last-minute no-show. I appreciate him doing that. Guys, it's going to be another off-season. We will be here. Just don't turn everything off until next fall. We're going to be here all off-season. We're going to be looking at stuff like what happens this week. And then we're going to get into the draft and free agency and everything else. And Jonas is going to be here with us because Jonas has been absolutely great coming in from Germany. Have you got anything going in Germany, Jonas? Uh, we'll probably do a season review this week. Uh, we usually do it uh, like week after the last game and uh yeah it's it's probably going to happen close to next weekend uh we'll see when it's going to take place uh and otherwise i'm yeah it there will be a little break uh not as long as it used to be because the vikings have extended their season at least one week longer than uh the last few years um and then we're going to start with our draft content um, as we do every season. And uh, it's going to be fun, even though, of course, I would like to uh, to push that. I would have liked to push that uh, a little further away, but uh, it's still a part of this that is always very fun and I'm very invested in that. So... Uh, we'll we'll definitely have some stuff coming up for that. Oh, good. 
Well, we've got a lot of good football coming up. The rest of the playoffs for us to enjoy. Uh, relatively stress-free because the Vikings were not yelling at our TVs for it. So, everybody, I want you to stay sane and uh, look back on this season enjoy what we have. I know losses tend to piss you off and sort of ruin a couple days for you, but don't do that. And if some Green Bay Packer fan gets in your face or Giants fan, just tell them to go anatomically do something that they cannot do. Um it's real simple like that. And with that, we're going to say goodnight. What do we say, Jonas? Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a Climbing the Pocket and SB Nation's Daily Norseman broadcast. Skull, everybody.